This is the Kitchen Table War Story Series, ground zero for the legendary tales of the mineral space. Hey guys, this is Tim Powell from the Minerals and Royalties Council. I recently sat down with Chris Bentley, President and CEO of Bellatorum Resources, to share some of the crazy stories that he's experienced over the years. Let's jump into the episode and hear more of what Chris has to say. Hi, my name is Chris Bentley. I'm the CEO of Bellatorum Resources, and these are my Kitchen Table War Stories. The weirdest deal that I've ever, ever dealt with, Tim, what made it weird was the the family dynamic uh, surrounding this deal. And I'll tell you, I've, I've done quite a few deals in Upton County in the Midland Basin, and it seems like Upton County, there's something, you know, there's something in the mineral rights down there that, that make these deals weird. But, um, but I did have this one deal where the family had put their mineral rights into an LLC and the kids, you know, there, there were, there was a, a daughter, a son and the dad and the mineral rights belonged to the dad. And I, I think the kids knew better that, that their dad was, had a little bit of crazy in them and uh, they didn't want to, you know, they, they figured he would sell them. So anyway, long story short, I had to fly out to New Mexico, get the dad to agree then go down to Austin, Texas, get the two kids to degree, meet them at two different locations. And this deal took like, I don't know, probably a few months to get done of back and forth and, and legal, you know, three different lawyers looking at it and estate planning. But uh, the weirdest thing about it was after we bought the minerals, about six months later, the seller, not, not all three of them, but the dad, reaches out to me wanting to uh, do a pot farm together and like go in as partners on a uh, growing marijuana, which is not even legal. And he's, he still calls me to this day asking when we're going to partner up and and be business partners on this uh, grandiose pot farm idea he has. So so that's probably my weirdest deal. I won't mention names, but uh, if he's listening, he knows who he is because we talk about, you know, once every other week still. And he he calls me wondering when we're going to be, uh, partners in, in this marijuana business. You know, I was dealing with this lady and she's just a, a, a wonderful, sweet woman. And, and she called me on a letter that I, I sent out. And I, you know, back in the day when we first started, I put my, my cell phone number and, and my name and email address on every letter. And she called me and and it, I remember it was a Sunday afternoon and I always made it a point to answer my phone no matter what, much to my wife and kids chagrin. But uh, she called me out of the blue and was just kicking tires. And we d- we set a lunch meeting and, and we went to, to lunch and, and really built rapport and got to know each other and actually developed a friendship. And we did this and, you know, and, and she would yeah, I'm still thinking about it, whatever. And we, you know, I was never a pushy salesman type. So we just, I just follow up say, Hey, how are you doing? And we'd go to lunch. We go to lunch about once a month. And this lasted for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, at least maybe even like closer to two years, not quite two years for sure. Cause I remember this started in early 2017 and we closed the deal in late 2018, but she finally sold us her, her royalties. It was, it was a pretty sizable deal. One of the biggest that I've, that we've done. And, uh, 
was really happy about it. It was a great deal. And then, um, you know, I will say the the coolest thing about it is now she is one of our limited partners and an investor has been an investor in, in several of our funds. So um, well, there you go. Yeah. Re- really um, relationship based business. Uh, you know, she's, she's a, an LP now and, and we still go to lunch quite often. So uh, <laughs> it, it definitely was worth it. Definitely more so for the, the human connection than anything, but that definitely was the longest deal. And, and not to mention all the, there were some family dynamics in that deal as well, where we had to get some life estate and affidavits of airship and, and some death severances that were there in the family, but in the chain of title, we had to get all the, so even when she finally agreed to sell, um, there was still a lot of uh, curative title work to do that, that, you know, drug it out a little longer but we got it done and it it was a great deal and great relationship that still remains to this day hey guys i wanted to take a quick break from the conversation to say thank you to noble royalties for sponsoring our minerals and royalties podcast as a leader in the minerals and royalty space since 1997 noble remains committed to creative solutions for others who may be rethinking their risk tolerance in order to adjust to the current market cycle noble thinks it might be time to reset rethink and redeploy capital differently if you're interested in exploring ways to work with noble then please give chase morris a call at 972-788-5823 or email him at cmorris at nobleroyalties.com i also want to thank enverus the industry's leading SaaS company that delivers highly technical insights and analytics that power customers to make profit improving decisions MineralSoft, Enverus's Mineral Solution, is a software platform designed to help executives manage minerals, royalties, and non-operated working interests in a way that enables them to maximize the value of their portfolio by identifying missing revenue. If you're interested in learning more about Enverus and MineralSoft, then please check out their website at www.enverus.com or email businessdevelopment at enverus.com. Thanks, now let's jump back into the episode. Yeah, man. I still look back on this deal and I wonder what I could have done differently to get it done beyond uh, pay, you know, the stupid price for it that, you know, I think the team that got it, you know, I think they ended up overpaying. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't be bitter about it, but we had this guy that it was a real, it was a large deal too. It was, it was um, you know, several million dollars. And for Bellatorum, Tim, you know us, we, we don't have a large AUM where, we got private capital from, from accredited investors. We don't have institutions backing us. So, you know, so for anything that's several million dollars or more, that's a big deal for us. And so this guy had a short closing timeline and he wanted to meet in person. And he, by the way, he lived like in the boonies of Colorado. So it's not like I could fly to Denver and get to him quickly, like with a rental car, you know, this, he, he lived in a hard to reach place. So Anyway, he wanted to meet in person, close in person. So I had my team jump through hoops and do the title and they were done. Like we sent a a team out to the courthouse and my guys here running online. Title was buttoned up, airtight. We were like, sure, we could close it. So we had jumped through hoops in that regard. And the guy wanted to meet in person. And so people are going to laugh or think I'm crazy, but our office is right around the corner from a, a regional airport here in, in the spring Tomball area called hooks. And, uh, there were no, you know, if I, I was looking at, if I flew from Houston to Denver and then got a rental car, it was going to take me like 
still like something crazy, like 13 hours to, to meet with this dude. And he wanted to meet, you know, meet in person and close at the, at the kitchen table type thing. And, and so I found one of these charter, you know, private airline services here out of hooks. And I paid like $9,000 for a ticket to just go straight to a regional airport there in the, in the wilderness of Colorado, basically. And I went, I, I did it. I met uh, this guy. He picked me up from the regional airport and his four wheel drive, uh, you know, big pickup truck. And we went out to his ranch and really interesting fellow. And during the time while I was in the air, they decided to sell to another company because we got outbid. Oh, and no. uh, yeah, so I had an amazing steak dinner, met, met a really interesting frontiersman. I mean, I, I wish I could, this guy was like Daniel Boone reincarnate, right? But uh, very wealthy guy owned. When, when you land, he's already sold the deal. Did he, was he straight up or he slow played a little bit? I mean, did he feel awkward at all as you know, fly out there? So he, you know, they hadn't closed because that other company wasn't able to meet him in person like we were. And they hadn't done the time. We were ready to close, Tim. I mean, I, I had a deed in hand and a cashier's check in hand. All right. Because I was like, I'm closing this deal in person. So I scrambled to the bank, got a cashier's check, got my guys to paper, get all the paperwork ready. And all we were going to have to do is go, you know, meet at a bank and get them to be for the notary, you know, to get some a Colorado state notary to, to notarize the deed. And uh, I was going to, you know, have dinner and head back to spring to our office with, you know, celebrate on the, on the private jet on the way home and uh full prop King air, 1979 King air. I wasn't flying Concord or anything. And it was still expensive. So, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, he, he was like, Hey, and, and just to give you, I mean, I'll give you the exact numbers. We were like, I think we were at three and a half million dollars and that was our top. Like I was like, I can't do any more than that. And the other company came in at five. So when I landed, he was straight up with me. He was like, look, I've got a firm offer. They've sent it to me in writing. He even showed me the, the email and the official offer letter. And it was a legitimate company that did close the deal. So there's a lot of players in this space that will just try to, you know, bid up and get, get the person not to deal with you. This was a legitimate offer and we got outbid by a million and a half dollars on, you know, on that proportionate of a increase. I told them, Hey, you know, no harm, no foul. I would have taken an extra million and a half bucks too. Um, but he, he did pay for my dinner and it was a, it was a, uh, a great steak dinner that I'll never forget. But yeah, I, uh, I did drink a little too much bourbon on that plane ride home to, uh, <laughs> you know, wash away my tears. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. The Minerals and Royalties Council represents the largest network of senior minerals and royalties focused executives and investors in the world. Throughout the year, we leverage our relationships and industry knowledge to facilitate introductions on behalf of our royalties clients to help them place capital, buy and sell deals, and form new partnerships. If you're interested in learning more about how we can help your team, then please email me at tim.powell at energycouncil.com or visit our website at www.energycouncil.com forward slash minerals dash royalties dash council forward slash. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to share these episodes with anyone in your network that you think would enjoy. Thanks and see you next time.